Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesla of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark today to talk about WWE NXT 2.0, specifically NXT Halloween Havoc. John, how are you doing on this spooky evening? Yeah, I'm doing good. How about you? Are you wearing good. orange intentionally? Yes, I am. Uh, okay. I guess I guess a bit of a... That's why I'm wearing black. <laughs> I, I, oh, there you go. Hey, you know... Um, I honestly, I, I I put on this shirt. It's a, it's a New York Mets shirt. It's like the only like colorful shirt that I have. You know, I I have raw red. I have SmackDown blue. Uh, I have plenty of black shirts. But but obviously with the, the rainbow era for NXT here, I had to I had to go for some color otherwise. And, uh, and of course, it's Halloween Havoc. It's orange and black. There you go. Uh, so that worked out very nicely. We're here and we are coordinated. Uh, this time uh, unintentionally, you know, usually we're both wearing red for raw, but here we are. It all works out. So uh, obviously, lots to talk about with Halloween Havoc. It was definitely a a fun show in a lot of ways. Definitely lots to talk about. We'll get into all that fun stuff. Uh, before we do, just want to remind you all: this show, everything we do here, is available on any number of streaming platforms. I call it Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So, John, heading into the main event tonight, we are we are looking at a pretty much clean sweep at least of the matches we had tonight uh, of the title matches where all the titles changed hands and the writing on the wall seemed to indicate that uh braun breaker was seemingly going to get the title that he was going to usher in this official new era for nxt 2.0 um that's not what happened and i want to hold off talking about that specifically but uh, definitely change was in the air overall here we had a new woman's champion crowned we had a, and we had new both uh men's tag team and women's tag team champions crowned as well so uh what's that three out of four new champions crowned night of the of the time matches we had so overall uh you know lots of change lots of lots of things to kind of uh shake things up here coming out of the show so i guess more in a, in a general sense what do you think about these uh the the grouping of title changes i'll say uh, I think it definitely defines that we are entering a new part of NXT. The future is changing, but uh, as we saw with the ending tonight, I think they, they want to hold on to just a little bit of the past until they feel maybe that they're completely ready with the new stars and the new the new era. I mean, obviously, Tomasa is still there. We got Johnny Gargano is still there. There are still shades of old NXT uh, and I think that that showed tonight being that there were some uh, cameos results that would imply otherwise. And I, I do want to briefly mention that out of all the matches tonight, this was probably the one that I was most confident in, in switching hands. And that's because uh, earlier today, there was a report released from WrestleVotes, who is very reliable, saying that, uh, internally, they said this was going to be the launch of the, the Braun Breaker era. Tommaso's run at NXT was winding down, and the youth movement was on. Uh, that obviously wasn't the case, but um, we did get a clarification two minutes ago from Russell Votes, who did say that, uh, and, and this is true, he never did specifically, specifically say that Breaker was going to win the title. Uh, he just said that, you know, tonight would be the first part of him kind of being the guy moving forward. And I, I do think that we did see that tonight where, he kicked out a finisher that nobody else has. He lasted long, and Tomas really had to work hard to win. Uh, and then uh, the report just ended by saying that it was mentioned that maybe he would win the title, but ultimately they did decide that they didn't think he was ready for it yet. So I think that they do want him to be the guy, but I think they're being smart about it. 
I don't agree. And, and you bring it up, so we might as well talk about it. You know, definitely lots of thoughts from the viewers here. Nesha's uh, saying that she expected Ciampa to lose, but she's glad he didn't. Um, and, you know, that seems to be kind of the, the general thought here, where it's like definitely plenty of people were expecting him to lose. And whether or not you were on board of that, you know, that was kind of subject to everybody. You know, that was definitely a very, um, if not divisive, at least kind of a, you know, point of, difference in opinion. So I love, I love that in mind, Leonard Bowen saying he thought they would play the title on Braun. Uh, definitely, again, that was def uh, I saw that mentality going around a lot. You missed that report as well. So, you know, definitely that, that was a little surprising to me. And honestly, like, this is one of those rare matches where the champion was an underdog, where, again, all this, uh, the conversation surrounding it, you know, 2.0 and the, the census on Young Stars, we talked about it last week. It was like, oh, you know, it really feels like they might, uh, you know, pull a trigger and, and, you know, go with Braun here and, you know, kick off this officially kick off the 2.0 era. Uh, but as you said, you know, uh, this was definitely the first real night of Braun being the guy and, and you can be the guy and still lose. And that's what we saw. I mean, and again, as you said, uh, Ciampa really had to go to, you know, some, ex if not extreme lengths. I mean, he did the dude on the concrete floor. So that was kind of the first sign of like, oh, like, you know, like, all right, he's really uh, maybe even uh, resorting to a bit of the, the Ciampa of old, the guy that had the very uh, impressive run as the NXT champion back in the day. So there's that. He hit two fair sale endings, a breaker kicked out of one, as you said, uh, and then I think three really nasty stiff knees to the head, uh, and, and breaker was busted open too. So definitely a cool visual there. So among all, all these title changes, I think it was beneficial to have Ciampa win here as kind of um, a constant, as kind of, uh, the, I guess, really the last, well, the champions especially, the last kind of... Um, I don't want to say hangover, but you know, the last guy that, that was the champion and, and the, that last kind of real uh, representative of the old era there. So I thought it was a good match. I thought Braun held his own, and I definitely uh, came out of that saying, okay, you know, I'm glad that they didn't really rush this because last week I was saying it felt like it was a little, maybe a little, maybe a little too soon. And Stephen Chambers saying, yes, it's not Braun's time now, but I came out of that saying, oh, it's going to be his, his time. Uh, not too far in the future. I think that's definitely the plan here. Whether that's beating Ciampa, whether that or whatever it might be, I, I think that's probably the case here. So definitely a good main event delivered and Braun Halazon. And this was the first time we got to see him in that light. So that was very good. Uh, otherwise here, one big takeaway was Toxic Attraction getting all the titles as I don't, I think we were a little unsure about if they get all the titles last week. So that was, you know, something we were kind of waiting to see how they would go, you know, whether the uh, toxic attraction would win the tag titles and, or the woman's title. I was very, very convinced that Mandy was winning the woman's title. And I'm, I'm myself I'm happy to say that's the case. I thought that that was the right call. Um, big fan of hers. I think she's really enjoyed uh, a really not Renaissance, but she's really kind of thriving in this new character and just really doing good work here in NXT. So this made a lot of sense to me and compare that on top of the fact that we had the Grim Reaper Dakota Kai come out and uh, cost Raquel the title. So, you know, that, that sets that up there. So Raquel, Raquel looked good. You know, she, I don't think she was harmed by this. And uh, at the same time, setting up Mandy for a good heel run here alongside Toxic Attraction, holding all the belts. John, what do you think about this? I thought it was a pretty good decision. I didn't think that anybody was surprised by this result either. And moving forward, I think to revisit Raquel and Dakota, maybe to kind of send Raquel off with this final feud that's not for the title, uh, will be good for both. Dakota is probably sticking around, so maybe she could be 
uh, a contender at some point for Mania, even though they're both heels. Trying to think about like an immediate future who a contender could be for Mandy, it's very interesting. They could go the safe the safe path and do EO. Um, their Ember Moon should be back. That would be a good story. Uh, just what a crazy couple months for Mandy, going from falling down the ramp at WrestleMania in the rain <laughs> to becoming NXT champion about four or five months after. So I thought it was a good summer for her. This is uh, noteworthy that it's the first championship she's ever had in, in WWE. So uh, good for her there. Her in-ring has definitely performed and uh, improved from before. Uh, just crazy to think that uh, out of both her and Sonya originally, that Mandy has turned out to be kind of the more successful one so far. Right. You know, that is, uh, I would say, pretty surprising. I think a lot of people are probably tabbing Sonya to be the more um immediate success story there and you know life got in the way things went a little differently but for mandy i think this is well deserved uh one tweet that i saw kind of uh it was like a side-by-side -side of her day isn't tough enough versus here tonight winning the title like she's had this really uh impressive journey and as you said i think she's improved a lot um and again i mentioned a minute ago i think she's been had a great run of toxic attraction not just saying she doesn't like toxic attraction having all the belts I like it. I think it's good. Like it's good to me. You're trying to build up this trio as you know a a, uh, a dominant force in NXT, a, a successful one. How do you do that? You give them the titles, and I don't see why not. I mean, uh, granted, we haven't really seen all too much of Toxic Attraction as a team relatively, but again, that's more maybe of a case uh, of the one side division not having a whole lot of teams otherwise. So maybe a, a thing of necessity more than anything, but uh, Leonard Balance uh, strongly support for Toxic Attraction saying they're the best thing in the women's division in NXT. And I, I would agree. I've been a big fan of what they're doing and I'm excited to see what they do as the champions here. Uh, and also we're talking about the uh, swerve, maybe not the right word, but the, the twist with Dakota coming here. This had been teased in the previous weeks of this, the vignettes of someone kind of burying the past and whatnot. Not just saying she knew it was Dakota and Brian kind of saying she was the obvious choice, but it still should be a good feud. Um, and I, I would agree with that as well. So yeah, I think we can, we don't know what, what, what's going to happen uh, a little longer term, whether this is kind of Raquel Swan song, I think it maybe should be. I think it could be time for her to move up the main roster, but uh, I think this will be good. I'm curious to see uh, how they kind of frame this because they feuded, Raquel lost, uh, Raquel, sorry, uh, Raquel defended the title against Dakota, Dakota lost, she went away, and then these vignettes had her burying the past. So, like, you know, she's burying the past, but now she's shooting with someone from her past. There's something kind of interesting there, and I'm curious to see how they go about that. But I think it'll be good. Uh, definitely, they do have that 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 his history to draw from. Ben Morgan chiming in saying he enjoyed the show tonight, and I would agree. And things like this with style changes, Dakota coming back again, admittedly obvious, but I thought it was good as well. So uh, we're talking about the toxic trashing guy on the titles. We might as well mention. You know, yes, yeah, so, so the show started with uh, 30 minutes of commercial-free chaos with a scareway to hell ladder match. It was Toxic Attraction, uh, Persia Parada, and Indy Hartwell, and of course the champions EO and uh, Zoe Stark. So I like this a lot. Um, and as we were saying, I kind of thought Toxic Attraction got the win. I was not really sure about it. I There were several points where I really thought that uh, Indy and Persia would get the win, even though they're 
we've really not seen much of them as a team in NXT, so maybe it probably wasn't their time. But you know, they convinced me uh, even despite of that. So uh, all six, uh, yeah, all six one really went out there and killed it. Some of these bumps are absolutely brutal. They were just going hard. They were, the one spot that really stood out to me was that EO took a really nasty fall off, off a tall ladder onto another ladder at ringside. That was pretty rough. I hope she's okay. Uh, as far as I know, she is. I haven't heard anything, but like it looked pretty bad. I was like, wow, that, that, that one hurt. I was looking on that one tomorrow. Um, definitely, but, uh, it definitely leads me to believe that I think she's okay because as they did pan at the end of the match, she was still laying there with absolutely no nobody around her, no medical assistance, <laughs> no doctors, no nothing. So unless they literally just didn't care at that point, uh, she seemed to be okay. Obviously, don't want to come to conclusions, but it did look nasty. But I think she just kind of sold it extremely well even though it did look like she kind of slipped there at the end and was really close to going head first so yeah definitely interesting but this match itself i thought was very good probably i i want to say this was the best match of the night uh it was commercial free it was very good opener to the show i thought uh, there was moments where you thought anybody was going to win the match but for some reason, from the very start of this thing, I thought that uh, it would be Gigi Dolan getting the titles here. And sure enough, that, that's what happens in the end. She gets the titles, and I have no complaints. Uh, as far as just the future for everybody here, I think there's uh, a story to be told with Indy uh, and, and Persia feuding with you know, Toxic Attraction. And I think there is potential room to see Zoe Stark and uh, Io Shirai kind of have maybe like a breakup feud or something along the lines of that because I don't think they're going to remain a team. They don't need to remain a team. I think you can you can draw at least a few weeks, if not months, out of this other tag feud we're going to get here. I would agree. Um, and to me, we're, we're talking about Raquel uh likely feeding with Dakota moving forward here and that maybe being a way to uh, call Raquel up to main roster. I mean, this match really kind of solidified me. Like we've got to get Australia in a money in the bank match one of these days. Like she's a genius of this guy. She's going out there doing all these crazy things. Like it's got to happen. And she's more than, I would say probably more than anybody at this point, short of maybe I'm actually, I would say, yeah, more than anybody with the only exception being maybe Dakota Kai uh, qualified to go up to the main roster. So uh, with that feud, maybe with Zoe Stark, if, if that plays out uh, over the next, let's say like the remainder of 2021, maybe she gets the, the uh, Ray Ripley treatment and gets called up around Royal Rumble time. And they do that. I think that'd be pretty good. Uh, good for her. So I hope to see that. And, you know, in that case, I think she could really help build up Zoe Stark here. And kind of with that in mind, Stephen Chambers saying that uh, she could be a good opponent for Mandy, I would agree. And then having a feud with someone like EO would definitely help in that regard. So Brian, Brian chiming in saying he's a big fan of Zoe and the latter match was a match of the night. And John, that's what said a minute ago. I mean, this was very, very good. I liked it a lot. Thought we'd get a little more time. You know, they had the first couple of minutes. We had the, we had the Chucky kind of voiceover um, opening the show. Then we had the entrances. Then we had um, another Chucky kind of like vignette for this uh, just to set the match up. And I think it only I don't even think it went really fifth, maybe like a little over fifteen minutes or so. I just thought the ladder match to open the show because I remember yeah, like it, it went like fifteen ish eighteen minutes because they still had room for two segments to the part of their thirty minute commercial free. And that just seemed interesting to me because then it was like, you know, they had the segments and it just felt a little odd to have roughly that, 10, yeah, 10 minutes. But, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it seemed a little interesting to me, but 
Um, it was a very good match. I think it was, was good to have. I mean, to any kind of stipulation match like this, a ladder match, uh, you definitely would want to have it be commercial free. Although, kind of for that same reason, we're talking about the women's title match. I think that one was kind of hurt in some ways by not being commercial free. They want picture in picture, which is the it remains the, the bane of my existence. Like, it really makes it hard to really, really kind of focus on a match when you got the commercials and everything. Um, so you know, maybe an interesting choice there, but I would bring I brought I brought it up with the the intro here. Of course, gotta talk about Chucky here. Gotta take a, a moment of our time here. Chucky, the special guest tonight, Nezra's chiming in saying she loves Chucky. She's watching him now. Of course, we're going head to head with Chucky on USA Network. I mean, uh, I will say, you know, uh, yeah. Chucky kind of pulled pulled a, a, a WWE with with Rampage coming into our time slot. You know, we were here 10 p.m. And then they, they decided to, to kind of counter-program us. Because when NXT ended and I was watching the first few seconds of Chucky and was immediately met with multiple F-bombs from Chucky, and I was <laughs> like, whoa, like, this is not what I expected. But no, I man. thought the collaboration was good. Uh, it, it definitely fit with Halloween Havoc, and I thought that they did a good job of making him kind of be that character that is – like is not when I say real, I mean like a, it's a real life thing. As in, it's not just WWE made it up. Like this is an right. actual That's, thing. Yeah, it's it's a pop culture thing for decades, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's just it was a good match. And especially being that they're on USA and Sci Fi and doing their a new series. I mean, the writing was on the wall. Uh, you got to keep USA happy, and of course, this, I, I'm assuming this might have been USA's idea, and obviously it would make oh, yeah. sense. So maybe I don't know if we'll get anything else in the future, but. I mean, I got to throw it back a week ago to a prediction that you made that was spot on tonight when they did spin the wheel, make a deal, and we got Chucky's choice. Chucky's and, choice. And, 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 and out of all matches, <laughs> he picks Trick or Street Fight. Love it. So oh we might. We yeah, the Trick or Street Fight is like it just. I don't know. I don't know. It's good stuff. I I'm a sucker for this stuff. It's just a fun time. It's Halloween. You know, it's Halloween havoc. Like. It, it's harmless with the the Chucky stuff, especially. How could you not? Like he's literally on the same network. He's had commercials during Raw. It's Halloween hat. Like it just it just it'd be silly not to. Even if it even if it was like a USA kind of uh, edict or request or you know idea, whatever it might be. Like it'd be it'd be weird if they didn't. Uh, of course, and especially with you know, and they even referenced it with uh, Chucky appeared on WCW back in the day with. Um, Rick Steiner, and of course, they got Braun Breaker, who is a Steiner, but they don't want you to know that. And now uh, Chucky was, was referencing that. I like this a lot. He had like brief little kind of video promos for pretty much most of the matches. My favorite line was when he was talking about the main event and he said something about Ciampa um, borrowing from his like lifestyle of no one. And they were like, he did no one will survive his theme song. Oh my gosh. Like it's it's good stuff. I like it. Uh, now she play, Johnny mentioned with, um, you know, the Chuck and the F-bombs. Now she's saying her daughter had to watch NXT to see Chucky. I mean, yeah, I've been reviewing this show for another site here. Um, it's definitely not kid friendly. So can I put your beds? There's a reason it's on at 10 o'clock and I'll say that much, but it's, it's a fun time. If you do, if you like Chucky and, and a horror, you should check it out. But even if not, if you're just a WWE fan, sitting through the show tonight what, and you see Chucky pop up. I don't think it was a fun time. I think that they made the most of it. I was expecting less. I thought he'd be like, hey, to have one appearance. And he was actually kind of a, a, a consistent part of the show. So I like that. So I, I it's it's just fun. And I like it. The stuff like this is why I like Halloween Havoc, I think. Um, they've already, they've done, they had, what was it last year? They did like the, um, 
or was that 2019 they had the dexter loomis cameron grimes thing with the haunted house or whatever um that was last year i believe yeah, yeah. All, all boys together but stuff like that it's, it's just it's a good time and with that in mind we're talking about dexter loomis here uh we had a um this like haunted house thing with, with Johnny Organo and Dexter Loomis. Uh, they're basically holding the North American title hostage, making Kamal Hayes and Trick Williams come find it. This uh, had a couple segments throughout the show. Um, I, I just, NXT does this stuff so well. Uh, they miss sometimes. It doesn't always work. And some people don't really care for it. And ironically, when they were doing the Dexter and Cameron Grimes stuff, I didn't like it as much, but I think they've really hit their stride with it. Uh, with this, with the, the specific things they're doing and they have this, this haunted house thing. And again, for me, I'm a, I'm a horror movie fan. So, you know, just it's, this was, this literally felt like a haunted, haunted house movie where they had, you know, demons and ghouls and things and just all these things like that. Um, there was one moment that really taught me where it was um, Carmelo and Trick Williams were kind of on the property. They were walking through the woods <laughs> and they found a body and I, it was Carmelo and Trick said, Oh, it's just a dead kid. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. my gosh. It was so good. Uh, and another one, like I actually I give it credit for actually being funny sometimes, like more often than not. Um Sometimes on the main roster, they try to be funny. It does not work. But NXT, like, they're actually, it, it's good. Uh, there was another one where Andre Chase showed up. Uh, someone that, like, said something about Chase. And Andre's like, did you say Andre Chase? And, like, there's a, a classic, like, corny piano riff and then the lightning. Um, and, then and then he's on he's on there. And then he says that he was on a field trip with kids. And, and they mentioned the dead like, kid again. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. This is good he's stuff. He's like, I can't find any of the kids. And they're like, well, we saw a dead one out there. And I was like. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, my gosh. Like, stuff like that was so fun. Oh, now she mentioned, yes. The zombie ref remains part of the NXT uh, universe here. We we saw him at the, at the Index Bachelor, uh, uh, the bachelor Party. And like now, it makes sense because it's Halloween. But the fact this guy's like a recurring character is just so strange. And again, it makes sense tonight, but they just keep bringing him back. And I guess we'll probably see him again at some point. That was kind of funny to me. It's just it's it's such like a, a cohesive story. You had other characters. You had the zombie ref. Was like like I said, uh, and, and it ends with Dexter and Johnny kind of chasing Kamala and Trick off. Stephen mentioning that it set up a tag match next. Like, like that'll be good. And then Johnny had said, to, uh, it closed with Johnny saying, you know, Dexter, your house is pretty weird. We're going to do it at my house next year. <laughs> oh, this is good, man. Like, I, I like this stuff. You know, you can't have, or at least you don't have to have, like, all wrestling all the time. And this is what NXT does well. Like, this is what they do. It's like this blend of, um, you know, wrestling and, and entertainment. It's why I'm a, I myself, I love, of course, everybody here knows, I loved all the index stuff. Um, the everything with the way and Dexter and Johnny still fills me with so much joy. I love it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna you know enjoy it however I can get it. So I like this a lot. And you know, again, Halloween Havoc, it's a good time with, with, with this segment. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought that it was well done and it was a fun thing to do throughout the show to kind of uh. I don't want to say put a bow on it, but kind of put a bow on this. I mean, they're really going to do it next week when they actually have a tag match, but this was kind of a good way to, I guess, continue that feud while at the same time not really focusing too much on this, but just kind of, you know, doing it off to the side. But um, you want to talk about tag teams. We had an actual <laughs> tag team championship match tonight where 
I don't think anybody was surprised by the result, even though I do want to say MSK really wasn't booed as much tonight as they'd been in recent weeks, but we did see reports that uh, NXT officials were kind of monitoring that and making sure that it didn't really get out of hand. There had been some rumors and things going around that uh, the, uh, the NXT universe was trying to basically tear apart MSK and ruin their WWE career. And they, you know, anyway, the fact of the matter is they still lost their titles. Imperium won and is again, uh, I think this is the second time now that they are NXT tag team champions. Uh, MSK, I think uh, NXT has run its course. I think there is a use for them on the main roster. I think they are much more fit for the main roster. Uh, Imperium though, they win. Michael Covington, you know, saying, you know, they got cheers when they won. They did get cheers. Uh, where do we go from here? And what did you think of the match? Um, I thought it was a good match. I mean, two, two great teams doing what they do. Never going to complain about that. Um, MSK is great. Again, we've talked about it for weeks now. I don't, I still don't get why they, they get the rap they do uh, at the Capitol Wrestling Center. You know, that crowd has been kind of, has really been down on them. Uh, for a while now, and I, I don't really get it. Uh, but you mentioned now they lost titles, so yeah, I, I think they would really benefit from going main roster. Uh, either brand needs needs a, a, a tag team of, of MSK's caliber. Uh, I think they would benefit from having the live crowds. Grant uh, NXT has live crowds. I just mean like the more you know the the, the real live crowds, like the big live crowds. Uh, as people. Love them the, in theory, but would love them doing dives. And they're, they're, they're these two charismatic guys. Like, I think that would be good. Um, uh, in theory, I guess I could see them going to SmackDown because I guess you could have them face the Usos at some point. Uh, and we were talking about it last night on Raw. You know, SmackDown's tag team division got kind of raided uh, in the draft where we had three of the top teams in SmackDown now on Raw in a, in a triple threat match. So I think that would be something good. So, um, Will that happen? I don't know. Again, several of these kind of, uh, not, I can't even say mainstays because MSK technically hasn't even been there for a year now. But again, with the crowd kind of turning on them, um, it might be time for that. So uh, Hermit Carr is saying he, he sees MSK go to the main roster. I would agree sooner rather than later. Um, however, that might work. I'm not sure. But just call him up and, and see what you can do with him and, and hope that the fresh code may help them. And I think it will. I think that they're, they're very, very good. And either brand would benefit for that with, with Imperium though. I, I was saying it last week, even, you know, aside from the narrative of uh, MSK kind of needing to lose the titles, to kind of get, get them out of this situation. I was like, Hey, you know, g- give Imperium the titles. I've been, you know, kind of low key rooting for them for a while now. I think they're very, very good. We had a promo with them tonight and in, in their native languages. Um, I, I like that. You know, I thought that was pretty good um, just to have them be able to you know, speak and that we had subtitles. So we could all understand them. Like, why not? You know, um, so I like that. I the, I think they're very very good. There, there was one moment in the match where they had um, it was like a, 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 an assisted brain buster that was like silky smooth, and they had the, like the Imperium driver or whatever it's called as their finish. I thought it was really good. I, I like it. Um, as for the, their future here, I mean, the NXT tag division has taken a bit of a hit. Uh, you mentioned what like whether they might be faces or not, they got some cheers. I mean, you could do them versus Grizzly Dog Veterans, kind of an international clash there. I think that'd be kind of interesting. Um, otherwise, we know we've got Brooks Jensen and uh, Briggs. Um, we're getting kind of some alliance with Joe Gacy and Harlan there, so there's something there, maybe. 
But otherwise, you know, we, we do need to see some kind of, oh, well, of course, we've also got Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly, kind of. Um, so no, we, we do kind of need to see how the landscape is going to unfold here with uh, Pedal Challengers. Ed is hard matching the Creed Brothers for Diamond Mind. I think that'd be a good idea as well. Maybe not immediately, just, uh, but, you know, sometimes soon. So, um, yeah, I think that'd be good, you know, at least down the road. But I was happy with this. I thought it was a very, very good match. I like it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I hope that it does lead to MSK moving up again. Some of these matches here tonight, I was both happy with the new champion and also like, okay, then you can maybe send the champ, uh, the former champion up to the main roster. So it's a win-win. So uh, NXT does tag team wrestling very well when you have two legit teams like this. So this was very good and I liked it. Um, speaking of the Diamond, one thing we had a bunch of title matches tonight, but one non-title match was when we had Diamond come out uh, for an open challenge and they answered by Aussie Jones and John, you, you cracked me up as he tweeted when Aussie came out and he challenged um, Roderick Strong. You're like, oh, Aussie hasn't been 205, under 205 since he was eight years old. It's <laughs> like, oh, John's a savage. Uh, but that, <laughs> that, 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 that did set up Aussie Jones versus Roderick Strong and nine title match will break that down for me. Well, I thought this was interesting because immediately after he came out, uh, Malcolm Bivens is like, wait a minute, you're not 205 pounds. And I was just like, well, yeah, obviously. But then uh, because the, the this challenge was basically somebody could challenge either Ivy, the tag team, or Roderick Strong. And Odyssey Jones comes out and then Wade's like, well, I, he's not challenging Ivy, I can tell you that. <laughs> I was like, well, obviously. Yeah. So... Stephen Chambers is disappointed to see Jones lose to Strong, and I can understand that, but you have to understand at the same time that they're trying to make Roderick Strong look like a strong cruiserweight champion, and I think they've done a good job of that so far. But Odyssey Jones had this really good run in the tournament they had a couple months ago where he was a favorite to win. He gets upset. He loses, and it feels like ever since then, I get it. He he got a win over Andre Chase, but everybody gets a win over Andre Chase, so that was nothing really special. Uh, I don't really know what they're going to do with him, but then at the same time, you got Roderick Strong, who's the Cruiserweight champion, where, okay, we got Kushida and Ikem and Jiro that are teaming up, and but then they were kind of in their own little thing in the Lumberjack match tonight, so it was like, who is really there to challenge Roderick Strong? There, I can't really think of anybody that's like, here's a cruiserweight that's going to challenge him because realistically, there there isn't really anything. <laughs> no, you know, and and we're, we've talked about this before with the women's tag division, but they kind of, well, they did. They, they gutted their own cruiserweight division with all these releases and things. And, you know, we've we said it a month ago, but it was like you kind of thought, are they still going to keep going with this? Because you don't have the, the depth in the roster they once did. Uh, you mentioned Kushida, Ikamanjiro. Um, last week, they were in the bathroom together, so I'm not quite optimistic about their uh, prospects as contenders here. But, um, you know, I, I think they could build somebody up. They've got, they still have, obviously, people competing on 205 Live. You can build them up. And we've talked about that before of, like, you know, trying to kind of establish people on 205, but also not... Most people don't watch 205 Live, so it's kind of hard to really, uh, you know, establish people like that. But I'm sure they'll figure it out. They'll, they'll you know, build somebody. They can kind of, kind of have to. It was unless they decide just to not have him either not have him defend the title or even worse, just kind of get rid of the title. But um, you know, I thought this was interesting. If they want to be potentially kind of flexible up the rules, you know, I'm not sure about that. Will Vasi Jones maybe challenging? Because again, he's not he's not a cruiserweight, but. Um, 
I think there are things they could do here. I, I thought it was a good match. Diamond Mind helped Roderick Strong win. So, you know, no complaints there. And then uh, Diamond Mind helped uh, Strong win. So that, that that helps Jones look stronger. So it, that, that makes sense to me. Um, Eisen Walker mentioning Cedric Alexander could challenge Roderick Strong. I like that idea. Obviously, he's on, he's on the main roster right now. He's uh, getting um, not the best treatment as a member of the Hurt Business, but maybe at some point if they decide to kind of send him back down, quote-unquote, to NXT here, I think that'd be a very good option as well. So, um, yeah, the, yeah, there's definitely a lack of, of depth here, so that's something to kind of you know keep an eye on at the very least, kind of see how they yeah. handle that moving forward. But um, I'm not sure. I don't think this guy's a curious white, but we had one new face tonight, and that's just asking about Solo... Sakoa, I think. Yeah. He's yeah. the Uso's younger brother. You showed up, you crashed the Halloween party when Grayson Waller dressed as a vampire and LA Knight dressed as a vampire were in the ring having a Spider Man moment of like, yeah, you're like pointing at each other. Oh, we're both vampires. Um, I thought it was interesting. I kind of got the vibe last week when they had the vignette that he would be kind of like a old school Taz kind of thing as this like fighter. And then he shows up with the towel on his, like a, a, a gym towel on his head and, he, and he's dressed like a legit. You know, fighter, mm-hmm. and they, they were hyping up his Street Fighter background. So I felt like they're kind of borrowing that there, but um, yeah. there's really nothing to talk about. Like, uh, usually when, when there's a debut, we, we treat it like, you know, it's a newsworthy thing. This probably took like two minutes on the show. So, like, they, he really didn't do much. He suplexed Waller out of the ring. I feel like we'll probably get that match next week, but as a debut, not the best but not the worst i thought it was just it was and it was just a way to get him on the show and then you know i thought that was fine yeah i agree and what i thought was even i don't want to say crazier but didn't make sense to me is that they had la knight come out after he had been elvis and destroyed backstage and all of a sudden he's something like he's somebody else that wasn't that wasn't la knight that was um robert stone oh okay it was robert stone (laughs) that'd be really funny though yeah, yeah I, I could have swore that was L.A. Knight. But anyway, the fact that he does show up late and then uh, this whole car problems thing that they set it up where he was sabotaged by Grayson. And I was like, okay. Or was it Chucky? Bum, bum, bum. Which is what he said. <laughs> and I was and LA Knight's like, I'm not stupid. But yeah, I, I do want to point out that the, the crazy backstage segment that you, as you mentioned, was Robert Stone getting destroyed. That was just what is going on? You had people like dance. They were dancing to no music. First of all, like there was no music playing and they were dancing. And then you have these random confrontations. You have Cameron Grimes being asked if he has money. He's like, yeah, I got money. I'll see at the poker table next week. And then I just thought, you know, and I get what they're trying to do, but it was just a little jumbled and confusing. And I thought it was kind of dumb uh what did you think of that whole thing i thought it was mixed i thought th- there are things that i liked there's some things i didn't uh cameron grimes dressed as an astronaut was one of the best parts of the night i won't i won't hear otherwise he's always out there saying you know to the moon like again there are things we saw tonight this made perfect sense this was one of them like kudos to whoever thought of that yeah, and for doing it like good job uh that was good uh, and it, he's introduced this gimmick of like trying to be a ladies man, and he saw some ladies at the party, and he was, and he's there's an astronaut, and he's like, I see some extraterrestrials. I was like, what? Oh man, that guy is amazing. Um, I thought that was it's goofy, it's fun. Um, the the poker the poker thing, Duke Hudson saying like, oh, do you still have the money? 
course, a callback to Grimes' like new millionaire gimmick. Um, that makes sense uh, to set up potentially at the very least set up a segment for next week in in the poker room, and then maybe the week after that a match makes sense. It's a it's a logical way to uh, set up a ma- set up that match there. I'm bored with that. Uh, Finish with Nando saying that uh, Skoha it was is how you pronounce that. I'm sorry, I mispronounced. Uh, so Solo's name is uh, so so it's Solo Skoha, I believe. I think I still might be pronouncing that wrong. I'm sorry. I guess that's not how um, uh, Thick announced it, but who, regardless of how you announce it, it was uh, a pretty good debut. Uh, let's also refer to Joe Gacy and Harland having a little bit of a confrontation or a partnership or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, Joe Gacy continues to toe the line with his snowflake rhetoric and just things of that nature uh he puts on a match tonight and then he goes to harlan he's like calm down i can help you or something just follow my lead then they walk off arm in arm and i'm thinking what in the world are you doing here where is this going are we getting something that is similar to like happy corbin and madcap moss where like Harlan's gonna look out for Joe Gacy when he dominates. Like, wh- what are we doing here? Um, my favorite part was that the match starts of Gacy is facing Malik Blade to a five guy we've seen on the NXT recently, and the camera pans backstage, and Harland is like breaking into the building. They show this the security Underground, camera. And, they said, yeah, and he's he's dressed like Michael Myers, and of course the Halloween movie just came out, and the the broadcast team references that. So then I'm sitting there like. Is he dressed like Michael Myers for Halloween or is that his gimmick? And I really don't know. And it's bothering me because like the first week we saw him, he's in the crowd dressed normally, but very, very creepy. Uh, and now he's there literally, you know, kind of walking like Michael Myers. He's dressed like Michael Myers, the referencing Michael Myers. Uh, and then he shows up ringside. Um, Grin, second night, second night in a row. Uh, we see uh, what should be a clear disqualification. Harlan grabs Malik Blade like by the face or, or maybe by the throat. Full sight of the referee. Referee doesn't do anything. So not sure what that was about. The officiating has not been very strict here. But um, and then and then Gacy grabs Harlan by the face, like to kind of like talk him down and like comfort him, I guess. And I literally like I I kid you not. I was like, is the end game like? Is he gonna kiss him down the road? Like I what what I don't I don't know. And if if they do, that's cool. You know, all right, but. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what where this is going. And again, I, my confusion about if it is Michael Myers, like Michael Myers light. I don't. I, I don't know. Um, I. I don't know. I uh, just. I, and you mentioned. I mean, uh, our our colleague Dominic tweeted that Gacy. You you can say what you want about uh, the specific gimmick and maybe some of the things he's saying, but he has a good presence now. To agree, I said it. I think last week he reminds me of a very early Bray Wyatt in his in his delivery and his. Um, presence I, I i just i think he does have a lot of potential in that in that regard but um yeah i don't know where this is going and to me the best thing about a gacy is that you know some of the things he's saying yeah some of it is just kind of buzzwords like meant to really garner a reaction because of what he is saying the snowflake things and things like that but then he's out there talking about halloween and as, as i love halloween but then he was saying things like it, it's exploitative and all these things i'm like yeah it is you know, and the best heels is like say things that are true, or at least that they can you can understand it. So it's like, 
all right, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's at least you kind of feeling a little conflicted in that regard. So um, I'm curious to see where it's going. I think it's working again. We, I, it may have been last week I mentioned it, but Corey Grace himself said it on the After the Bell podcast. It's like he gets people talking, and at the end of the day, that is really what you kind of want to do either way. So there's that. Uh, we're getting, I, I mentioned the, the Joe Gacy Wyatt comparison. Stephen Chambers saying the Highlander reminds him of Eric Rowan. I think that's a good comparison there. He's got that kind of uh, brute look to him. Um, I, yeah, I, I mentioned over in the show, I think potentially we could see a tag team or, or as you mentioned, John, uh, maybe more of a, a, very, a very dark take on the, the uh, happy Corbin and Madcap Moss thing. But um, I don't know. I, I think that uh, they're doing something interesting with it. And I'm, I am curious to see where it goes, though I have no idea where that will be. But uh, maybe that, was, that was a show. You know, it was, uh, we had title matches, title changes. We had uh, a, a surprising title defense. We had Chucky. We had wacky backstage vignettes. I should mention during that backstage party, Kyle Riley was wearing, I mean, I know it was a costume party, but I just, I couldn't help looking at him. I'm like, the man's wearing a wig and a fake mustache. On top of the weird vignette in the woods last week, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, this guy, this guy is a great wrestler. He's out here doing stuff like this. I, I don't know, man. But without uh, being, what'd you think of the show overall? One to 10. I thought this was very, very good. I, I, you know, I, I've said it before. Uh, I, I'm a sucker for these, you know, Halloween things. I thought it was very, very fun. Chucky, the, the, the Chucky stuff was, uh, it was good. Uh, that was, that, I really liked that a lot. Um, I was very, very happy with Mandy Rose winning. Uh, I thought Imperium winning was the right call. Ciampa winning was surprising. And Toxic Attraction, for me, I think, you know, giving them all the titles makes sense. So I like that as well. I think that, just, that, that was good. You know, all, all things considered, a very, very good show. So for me, um, especially with the curve that I, I uh, did the relative kind of comparison, I haven't been the biggest fan of NXT 2.0. So with that in mind, like, coming out of tonight's show, feeling pretty darn good about it, I would... Heck, I I give it an eight. And I saw Nash giving it an eight. I'm like, yeah, an, an eight, an eight sounds good. So I will give it an eight and, and commend it for uh, giving me a, a fun time that had me laughing at parts, like, uh, intentionally so, like funny things and, and good matches, good title changes. I was very happy with Nash Show. John, how about you? I would give it a seven point seven five. I thought it was above average, and I thought that we had good title changes and a really good jump. I don't want to say jump start, but a boost even further into the new era. Uh, I like the other uh, ratings we're getting that seem to be in the area of us. Nesha with an eight, Stephen with a seven point five, Michael with an eight point seven five. Feels like everybody's really in between seven point five and kind of an eight point five ish range tonight which I think is a very fair analysis for the show. Pain says it, it was a dang good and ate painfully thick ducks. So he also we love, gives, you. We love you, Nando. My gosh. So, um, and Laura gives it a 10. So that a uh, very good rating there. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Sean, or Herman gives it an 8. Sean says Breaker was broken. Uh, <laughs> it, it did look very nasty at the end there. So definitely interesting to see that. But uh, uh, let's see where we go in the next couple of weeks. And more importantly, uh, a much anticipated show tonight. And I would like to see what number we get tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. Will we get higher or will we be where we've been 
Uh, let's not forget game one of the World Series was yeah. tonight. And yeah. that is on national TV and is, uh, of course, Houston is a very, very, very big market for baseball and they're in the, in the World Series. So we'll see. You mentioned that last night, and like for me, it just it sucks. Like this was a good show. It's fun. It was Halloween havoc. Like they, there was nothing more they could have done. Like they, they had Chucky. They had a special branding, and then still, if the ratings aren't good, you know, the the, the people are going to be saying like, oh, you know, the viewership is, is down, and if that that would be a fact. But I'm saying, oh, people will be like, oh, this this isn't working or whatever. And it's like, man, like for me especially, like this was a good show, and I, I've been down on this whole, um, at least somewhat down on this revamp thing, and. Uh, man, like that, and you mentioned it last night on the Raw show, it's like, yeah, you kind of have, you kind of feel like because of the World Series, because of that competition, the numbers will be down, and there's nothing they can do about it. Um, but it, it's business, and if, if the goal is to really get those uh, the viewership, the, the uh, viewership numbers up, like, and I've said it time and time again, like you've got to just trust on putting a, putting on a good show and hoping that that will pay off. Um, and and unfortunately, like, I guess that that's a long process because like it hasn't really paid off yet. Unfortunately, but I, I really do hope that uh, you know, I, I hope the numbers were good tomorrow. At least, especially considering the World Series there. Uh, but overall, that was a very good show. I hope that they continue the, the momentum next week. Even aside from the uh, yeah the Halloween like, outside the Halloween theme tonight, that's obviously a, a one time thing here. But. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful for next week. We'll see what the numbers are tomorrow, obviously. But overall, can't complain. Very fun show tonight. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. Uh, otherwise, here, John and I will be back here next Monday to talk about Monday Night Raw. And obviously, then Tuesday will be NXT. Robert D. Fleece and I will be back here on Friday night to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. Otherwise, we've got a great stream of interviews, interviews coming at you guys. Bill Pearson recently interviewed um, John, John Skyler of Impact. I interviewed Jay Lethal from Ring of Honor. Uh, all these things and more are always available on all our platforms. Uh, Dominic recently interviewed Mick Foley. Very, very cool thing there. Uh, so all these things, check out on our YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever Maybe We've got you covered. Don't forget, if you if you are, are on the Team AEW train, to check out a Two Diamonds of Rampage. Dominic had an, a new episode of that yesterday. Make sure to check that out. All these things and more. Make sure just to, we appreciate your support. Thank you for uh, watching tonight and enjoying the show with us. And again, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what company you enjoy, what whatever brand you, you prefer, especially overnight tonight when you've got stuff like Chucky making things fun, John, it makes it easier to do the one thing we do here at wrestling. Can you tell me what that is? Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>